All content published by Your Brain on Science is solely the opinions of the authors and does not reflect the opinions of any parties affiliated with them or any additional third parties. Hey fam, and welcome back to Your Brain on Science. This is Alana and Zarmin together in the same room. Finally. At the same time, here to talk to you about all things LSD. Yes, we are so happy to be together together again and recording content for you all uh this is the first episode in a four episode special little mini series to celebrate bicycle day tomorrow so let's get right into it yeah Kick it off simple, right? Uh, so we're gonna do in a quick and dirty on LSD. So lysergic acid diethylamide, a laboratory synthesized complex tryptamine. Uh, it's pretty similar to ergoline, which is a ergot alkaloid. Mm. Um, and so there's a lot of ergoline derivatives that exist in the world. Um, and some of them are actually used clinically. So for the purpose of vasoconstriction, um, and for the treatment of migraine, if used with caffeine and also even for Parkinson's disease. Um, yeah. And then some are also implicated in the disease ergotism, um, which was pretty prominent in like, what was it? Like before we had modern civilization, people would eat bread and then they would get Oh my ergotism. God. This, okay. So do you guys remember all of like the Salem witch trials, like the sort of the, mm-hmm. the big stuff that happened, you know, girls were, uh, claiming that other girls were witches and whatnot. And it's theorized and it's hypothesized that the people in that town had actually been consuming bread that was um, infected with, that had like growth of ergot on on them. So they were eating this bread and they were like literally having these hallucinations that Mary Beth down the street just turned into a bat and flew away. And maybe they really were, but like poor Mary Beth wasn't actually a witch. So fun little story. Um, so that being said, right, yeah. what is LSD most known for being a classic psychedelic, right? It has this um, unique and promiscuous pharmacological profile. Um, so obviously it produces hallucinations um, due to one of its isomers, the D-isomer, um, mm. that acts on the serotonin 2A receptor. And if you don't know what an isomer is, it's basically just the nature of the chemical composition um, that causes it to move around in the 3D space so it can bind in different ways. So this D-isomer basically is the one that binds the serotonin to a receptor, causing these hallucinations in people. Um, LSD acts at other serotonin receptors as well, including serotonin to B receptor, mm-hmm. um, which is found in cardiac tissue, and also non-serotonergic receptors like several dopamine receptors, um, and a couple other fun ones, but LSD is more than just a serotonergic hallucinogen, right? It's got a rich social history, like you just mentioned, all leading back to the same witch trials. Yes, yeah. So uh, LSD, it's talking about Bicycle Day. Albert Hoffman. Albert Hoffman discovered the psychedelic, uh, the psychedelic effects of LSD in the 1950s. Um, And this was following an accidental exposure to LSD. Uh, Hoffman had returned to the, uh, to the compound 
and he took it deliberately after having been exposed to it accidentally. Um, on, on April 19th. On April 19th. Bicycle day. Bicycle day. Um, and he recorded his experiences. He found the experience to be intense, uh, describing this kaleidoscopic, this is a direct quote, kaleidoscopic, fantastic images. And, you know, this is a lot of the imagery that we see uh, canonically associated with LSD use. Mm -hmm. um, and once the structure of serotonin was reported, it was put forth that this neurotransmitter could be implicated in several neuropsychiatric diseases. Um, since LSD contains a tryptamine core uh, scaffolding, just like the endogenous uh, ligand serotonin or 5-HT. Yeah, so that kind of speaks to like, you know, the, the the similarity between serotonin itself and LSD and why it binds to these receptors causing these crazy images, Yeah, right? so this also uh, sort of harkens back to, if you guys listen to the episode with me and Haley, um, the big, like, psych the psychedelics being psychomimetics, right? Like, or or uh, mimicking some like neuropsychiatric symptomology. symptomology, right? Like acute psychiatric <laughs> malaise, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, as Elena chokes to death. Excuse me. <laughs> um, um, so, so eventually uh, in the 1960s, LSD was now being synthesized by several clandestine chemists. Uh, including some notable names like Stanley Owsley, I hope I'm saying that correctly, um, and Tim Scully. Eventually, the LSD was brought into the counterculture, you know, very anti-government. This was anti-war. Anti-Vietnam. Anti-Vietnam. It was very peace and love. Yeah. So it was being used for, you know, anti-war protests, and it really infiltrated uh, the music scene. Grateful Dead, and you know we've heard of all the acid tests. We we I think one of our first episodes was, was talking about that. Yeah, we have a blog post about um, yeah. kind of the social aspects of psychedelics. LSD also um, in, infiltrated the academic scene, and this was in part due to notables like Kenny Kesey, Timothy Leary, who we know very well, um, and the Grateful Dead. And I just brought them up, you know, in terms of the music scene, uh, but I think they were like vital in getting LSD out and, and sort of spread into society and, and exposing a lot of people to it that could now have access to it and make, you know, ha ask these questions and, and go so on and so forth. Yeah. And with, you know, this widespread use, unfortunately, at the height of it, um, and after some interestingly failed military experiments, which we will not get into today, um, <laughs> the U.S. government determined it was a danger to society and thus the drug war has begun. Um, the Controlled Substances Act was passed uh, in the late 19, no, the early 1970s, <laughs> right? 1971. Se uh, 71. Yeah. Se well, 70. Uh, 70 we'll and 71. But yeah. Um, <laughs> and the drug classification system had started. So interestingly we just looked this up for this episode lsd is actually one of the first drugs to be scheduled ever crazy crazy along with dmt yeah mm -hmm. uh and also we just did a quick search so please correct us if we're wrong but that is what we could find <laughs> um this made recreational use very legal um it also made it extremely difficult for lsd research to continue in the united states yeah um, LSD continued to be used in the underground though, you know, people are going to, people are going to do, do what, what they're, they're going to do. do. Right. And you can do whatever you want and this can be uh, and 
current women's reproductive rights arguments, right? People are going to do what they're going to do, despite all of the sanctions that you put on things, despite all of the laws. So LSE continued to be used in the underground and was very well known and characterized for its like remarkable, crazy, you know, fantastical almost effects. Mm -hmm. um, and these uh, include changes in perception, sensory processing, and induced these intense, really, really intense and, you know, intense in the positive way or intense in the negative way experiences in a lot of people, spiritual, maybe even religious experiences. Mm -hmm. um, but the effect of orally or sublingually administered LSD, so on the tongue, under the tongue, uh, can last between six to 12 hours, uh, depending on the dose, depending on how the individual metabolizes the dose, uh, but six to 12 hours generally, right? Mm -hmm. um, and the dose is usually 100 to 250 microgram micrograms, okay? Oh. All you need is micrograms. This drug is extremely potent. Um, so micrograms. Um, the use of LSD has been noted uh, to be for recreational, spiritual, and many social reasons, right? It's very often taken with friends in nature um, to instill maybe an appreciation for the unknown and for life in general. And for a lot of people, LSD, um, and especially, you know, back then when it was part of this counterculture, was something to help facilitate feelings of peace or love during or war during war times, right? Or promote... Uh, oneness so like tuning in dropping out but all together yeah right so tuning into that self right but dropping out of the society that people are having to unfortunately experience yeah unfortunately experience society it's oh rough <laughs> no yeah. but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um so lsd right is probably one of the most characterized psychedelics right when it comes yeah, to subjective effects for sure so um, it was, you know, one of the first psychedelic drugs to be actually investigated therapeutically in the 1950s. And today, interestingly, we don't see LSD being used in very many, um, you know, like in clinical studies. I think right now so psilocybin funny. is really predominating the space. And, that, you know, that's, that's not saying, yeah. <laughs> And that's not saying that LSD isn't being used at all. No, of course it is. We're seeing a lot of work uh, come out a with LSD. A lot of microdosing with LSD, yes. but nothing that is like... Not really huge clinical popular, trials yeah. with, psych with like psychedelic-assisted psychotherapy paradigms. Yeah. It's usually uh, psychedelic-assisted uh, psychotherapy with psilocybin. Mm -hmm. And I think that's for a lot of reasons. One being um, some of the hallmark watershed studies that came out, you know, the Griffiths paper, uh, way back when, way back when, 2016, uh, way back Feels when, like way back yeah, when. yeah, that paper came out, um, that was, you know, looking at the effects of psilocybin. So you should, sometimes it's easier when you have had some success, clinical success with a drug to sort of, uh, move on with that. But I don't know, I think well, it might also just be personal preference at this point. Because... Well, I think too, what we just talked about, like the history of LSD, there's a lot of baggage that comes with LSD. Yeah. And yeah. I think a lot of those like earlier studies, right. They were not done very ethically or the people who are conducting them were also on LSD. Yeah. So I think like a lot of the, the, not use of it nowadays might come from the mistrust in the LC studies or 
from it being less likely to be funded yeah. due to the governmental history with LSD specifically. That's yeah. that's my thoughts on it. Yeah. But it is being used, you know. Yeah. Like, it is. yeah. It's we not like it's it. not there at all. Yeah, for sure. So it's available, but you know, there's a lot to learn. So uh, from a research standpoint, like very like basics, I think biology, neuroscience, uh, medicine, there is a lot that we can learn about LSD. Um, recently, actually, it was discovered. Yeah, yeah, it was discovered um, how LSD binds to the receptor actually causes a lid almost to form, right? Uh, trapping the compound and potentially being responsible for the longevity of those effects. So that's just like one example about how we're still learning and we're still trying to figure out exactly what these drugs are doing in our brains and how they're causing this just overhaul of all the senses, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, we know it's a serotonin 2 receptor, but what is this doing globally to the brain is something that's really currently popular to research. Um, there's also some research focusing on, you know, LC's effects on other receptors. Like I mentioned, um, it's implicated in some cardiovascular stuff. Um, and it's also has a role in being used to potentially treat eating disorders through mm -hmm. the serotonin dopamine modulation of um, like hunger uh, as well as potentially being looked at for various drug addictions. So yeah, that is something that is currently ongoing that we are still learning about, so. Yeah, so these are a lot of, you know, positive associations and even uh, the subjective experience of LSD itself, a lot of people, we just talked about the peace and love era, yeah. right? Like listening to the Grateful Dead, that's what a lot of people associate LSD use with. But Elena and I are big proponents of this, of talking about this. It's very mm -hmm. important to note that not every trip is gonna be a good one, right? Like always there are risks associated with psychedelic use, um, including things like paranoia, dissociation, persisting visual hallucinations, right? And acute anxiety. Uh, so as always, I think make sure you know what you're taking and always have an awareness of set and setting. Please go listen to our harm rejection episode. <laughs> yes. Um, and also, you know, when talking about psychedelics, when touting, you know, the benefits of psychedelics, the, the therapeutic benefit of psychedelics, or maybe the capacity that we want to harness, I think always, always, always keep a very realistic view. These are amazing substances, but they're not amazing for everyone. Mm -hmm. And maybe they're amazing for you one day. Maybe they won't be amazing for you the, the next, next day. day. Yeah. Exactly. So you have to be, you have to recognize all of that. Right. And I think it's such a disservice to not, and we have a responsibility to, I think so. Exactly. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better myself. Um, well, we hope you liked our quick and dirty episode <laughs> on LSD. Obviously, <laughs> there's a hundred million things that we could talk about with this, but we just wanted to bring you like a short episode to introduce this week. Um, we've got a lot of awesome, amazing, all capital letters. So, <laughs> so tune in tomorrow for our episode with the one and only Leonard Picard as he talks about his experiences and his life in the psychedelic scene and also in prison. Um, and he talks with us about his current uh, book that he wrote in prison. So yeah. make sure you're liking, subscribing, sharing, checking out um, all of our stuff, including some fun upcoming stuff. Ooh, like our new YouTube channel uh, for a video of this episode. So if you guys are listening to us drone on, you can also watch us do it. You can just see us stare at each other and stare into space and look completely ridiculous oh yeah i promise it's worth it though um please go to youtube.com slash your brain on science and check out more content on our website psychedelicbrainscience.com um and our brand new patreon um so we are launching our patreon and it's 
patreon.com slash your brain on science. And we have a few different tiers for you guys to check out. Uh, so please go look at that. Explore it. Explore it. Give us feedback. Give us feedback. Chat with us. We'd love to hear from you. Um, and if you guys like this episode and you want something maybe a little bit more in depth about LSD, we can also do that. But, yeah. you know, we'll do anything for you guys. Stay and subscribe and listen. Thank you. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.